0: Yeah, man. Hey, I know you as a 15-year jet pilot and real estate investor and entrepreneur and all those things. <laughs> but uh, a lot of people don't know your your background story. How'd you get to How'd you get to Waco? The story
1: starts in 1994, I think, when I was uh, just time for me to decide what I, what I wanted to do to. Make my dream to be a pilot a reality. That's the one thing that I wanted to do as a little boy. And uh, people ask me why did you choose to be a pilot. Um, it's hard to explain. Really? It's, it's, it's almost like a. You
0: uh, know, since you were little.
1: An existential need that I wanted to do this, and mm-hmm. uh, and I was determined to do it. So, um, an opportunity came to come and study in the U.S. And so I went to the U.S. Embassy to do some research so I can learn about. From what country? Where were you from? Uh, Harare, Zimbabwe is where I grew up. Zimbabwe. Uh, yeah. Yes, and. Uh, so the U.S. Embassy was in the capital city, which is Harare, and that's where I went uh, because there was no Internet, at, that, at least in my country at the time. So I had to go look at uh, a university a pr- uh, prospectus to learn about different programs that were offered by different universities. So I did that, and uh, Baylor was one of those places that I came across, and they had an aviation program, and we gave it a shot, my mother and I. And, that's uh, crazy, and man. I came in 1995. Pamphlet,
0: 1995. And, and a pamphlet in an embassy in Zimbabwe. Yeah, yeah. Somebody made a made a good marketing decision to put that out there. That's <laughs> yes, cool. indeed. Yeah. So,
1: Otherwise, I would never heard of it.
0: So, how old were you when you came? Didn't know anyone. 20, yeah. Had to look on anyone. the map. Where's Waco? How'd I get there? Yes, exactly. Pretty scary.
1: Yeah. It was Madison Cooper Airport back then when I came. Oh my. Here, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I remember just coming, getting off the airplane, and I never really felt humidity like I felt it. Yeah. Uh, getting out of the airplane, and <laughs> I went straight to my dorm, which is Martin Hall, and uh, again. All I had was my, my luggage and me, you no know, friends and people that, you know, were taking care of uh, yeah. international student arrivals. Uh, yeah. I not know how to use a microwave, how to use a dishwasher. I thought a microwave was an odd-looking little TV, actually, yeah. or or wash and dry. All those things I had to learn from my uh, peers, and they were really, really awesome to, to help me feel welcome, especially knowing, being a minority for the first time in my life, I was, in a, I was surrounded by a sea of Caucasians. Yeah. It was very unnatural at first, but... Uh, Everybody was so welcoming so inviting, and uh, you know, showed me around Waco and, uh, you and know, helped me get around because I had no vehicle either. But I had to go to grocery shopping and things like that. So, uh, it was very, it, the experience in itself was was uh, very was made bearable, if you will, by be, being in good company because I had no family that I could call yeah. uh, or Facetime or WhatsApp and all these things that you can do now.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I remember you talking about uh, you had some help along the way. Some people took took uh, interest in you. Yeah. Uh, that uh, kind of made it made it made it work you know
1: yeah probably one of the first people that i to whom i'll be forever grateful because i our paths crossed because i he was one first of all who actually started the aviation program dr max shock yeah and um i was working i worked hard that, that i knew i had no choice but to work hard and, and uh, um, excel in school and he he like he liked that he admired that he admired my he admired my ambition my drive mm-hmm. and uh and I was helping the other students. I actually became a tutor uh, for a while, with uh, helping the calculus class that yeah. I was part of. That helped me pay bills as well, which is nice. Yeah. But he took a liking to me, and uh, he wanted to make sure that I, you know, I was I wouldn't struggle. And because there were times when financially it was difficult to stay at Baylor, um, yeah. the economy in Zimbabwe really went south quickly.
0: Yeah.
1: So my mother was having a hard time sending money, and the the Zimbabwean currency devalued so quickly. There was just no way she could. Do it, and as uh, international students, so,
0: you have to show some uh, financial ability to be able to stay, correct?
1: Yeah. Every year you're supposed to show uh, that you have enough money to last a year yeah. uh, for living expenses, tuition, and all those things. Yeah. And they, they keep you accountable. So, so I was th- under a lot of stress.
0: So lo- some local folks kind of help with that.
1: So Dr. Shaw was one, and he, he, he helped me uh, uh, get some financial assistance there, and I applied for some scholarships that I received. But on top of that, uh, one of the kids who I was tutoring, his parents... I got to know and uh, they, they took it upon themselves to, to reach out to uh, their uh, uh, philanthropic friends mm-hmm. and they, they say, hey, okay, well, well, we'll do what we can and, and they, re- they extended some help. Um, so it was really, really, uh, I, I don't know, I really cannot tell you how grateful I am yeah. that people would, would do that for somebody they didn't know, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, uh, was I going to succeed or not? Th- that wasn't guaranteed. But they believed in, in, in what I what I was trying to do and and they showed it by, by helping yeah. me financially.
0: You mentioned you worked in the dining hall of the cafeteria. Yeah. And that kinda helped you make ends meet. <laughs> I tried
1: everything. <laughs> I did everything. So cut <laughs> code? Yeah, tutoring like we talked about earlier. The, the first time you told me
0: that story about the cafeteria, I thought, Well that's cool. You bet you worked and you know, made some extra money. You're like, no, no, I got to eat uh, out of the cafeteria. Yes, the,
1: those whole those, those whole strategy involved <laughs> yes, right. Uh I because you had to be, you had to be on a meal plan and, and obviously uh, the less money I spent on yeah. the meal plan, the more I could yeah. spend elsewhere. So I purposed to work as much as I could so that every time I was at work, I would always have free yeah. food and uh, take food to go uh, home. Yeah. So that was that worked out pretty well.
0: You said after after Baylor you stayed in Waco mm-hmm. and were doing flat training and different things?
1: Yeah. So I graduated from Baylor and THC in December of 2000. And, yeah. um, again, I I needed a job. And uh, Jim Allman with Blackhawk Aerospace yeah. there uh, he offered me a job to be a flight instructor.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, been, the door had been shut on me at TSTC actually, which is yeah. really the place that at the time all yeah. CFIs, people who had become flight instructors would go and work. Yeah. That was not for me apparently, but it was probably one of the best things that ever happened to me at that time because going back to, to that time, to 2000, I was devastated because I thought, well, where am I going to work? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that McGregor existed and that they had a flight school there. But I went there and... Uh, uh, Brian Burleson was running the place. Said, "Hey, man, we've got one instructor and in one airplane, and uh, he's leaving. So, you're hired." And that's how it, that's how I began. That's how I got the job. But fortunately, because of that, I was able to meet people that I'm still friends with today. People that I do yeah. business with, even yeah. people that opened my mind to other opportunities beyond just flying airplanes. They, uh, so, it's been it was been, it ended up being a really, really great blessing for me to be able to be working out there because I met a lot of people that taught me a lot. About yeah. business, and, and that's why I'm where I am today, in part, because I, I I always thought that the only thing to do once you became a pilot was was just to fly airplanes.
0: Yeah, and so yeah. 2000, so 9/11 happened. Yeah, how did that affect your plan, and what was, did it did it change what was going on? I mean,
1: well, I mean I I I'd just been hired in uh, December of 2000, yeah. and nine months later, you know, everything stopped. Yeah, uh, and I was, I, I was like most flight schools, like uh, the, the the way the, the like most flight schools that are structured, the way that I uh, was structured. You basically get paid when you fly. Yeah. So with no flying, there was no pay. And uh, one banker here in town is he's, he's become a really good friend. You know, he said, "Hey, Felix, I know that uh, you're not flying right now, and uh, you don't need to worry about this. But uh, here's some money to help you. You know, sort of handle these next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, I like you and uh, all the best. Uh, you got a wife to support and all those things. Again, something that I didn't ask for. And he just. He's, uh, extended uh-huh. this gesture. So for me when I when I think about Waco and when people ask me what are you still doing in Waco, you're you know, yeah. you've been here for twenty five years, you could live anywhere, you're a pilot. You're, yeah. you, why why Waco? It's stories like stories like this that make me want to give back. Yeah. And and I, and I and I and I do, which because I feel so indebted to this community.
0: Yeah. The um, yeah. with NetJets, I guess I don't know if most people have work, they don't have a station here. Mm-hmm. So your routine when you start working, how's that, how many days are you working off, and how does that work? How do, how do you uh, get to your point of destination with that? I mean, you can kind of live anywhere, I presume.
1: I do. Uh, yeah, I could, I but, again, this is the I go all along. But uh, typically, with my first day of work is starts with with travel. Yeah. I drive to Killeen, get on an airline, and they send me somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and I'm usually gone for seven days, so it's six nights on the road, typically, and eight nights at home.
0: So you just jump commercial to get you aware of your destination for your charter? Be.
1: Wherever the jet is located and the co-pilot yeah. is located, that we'll all meet. We we'll both meet there, get the airplane, and then we we fly our assigned trips for the entire week, and then we airline back.
0: So you literally could live anywhere and choose to live here. Yeah.
1: Yep. And then I, you know, when I'm when I'm here, I'm working with students at Baylor and TSTC yeah. and, uh, and other folks who are trying to get their licenses and uh, trying to uh, get some houses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we're
0: going to get to that. One, before I forget, yeah. I want to get this in because I know yeah. you're one of the few uh, people I know that has actually walked away from a from a from a crash. I guess you can call it a crash. I don't understand what you it's, call yeah, it. it. it's an off-field landing. <laughs> <What? laughs> On-field landing? Off-field off off landing, landing. Yes, That's a yes, great term. Yes. That sounds safe, off-field yeah, landing. Yeah, well, we walked away, so <laughs> yeah. it was definitely safe. Anything it, you can tell us it, about, it's about that? Safe as, as safe
1: as it could have been. Yeah. Um, I mean, 2001 was, was a big year, so 10 days after 9-11, roughly, I think, is when they opened. In fact, it was 10 days after 9-11. They opened up the skies again. September 21st, 2001 was a Friday afternoon and I was working with a general accountant here in town. He had to do he had to do one more flight prior to his exam the next day, which is going to be a Saturday morning, and his instructor had moved on to, to fly for the regionals. So I said, Felix, can you take me up for an hour and just kind of make sure that I'm ready to go tomorrow?
0: Yeah.
1: And I said, sure, it was a beautiful day, and we went out flying. And uh, unfortunately, uh, when we took off, one of the times we, took, we attempted to, to take off, the, uh, the engine just started to sputter. Mm-hmm. Right here at the Waco region, as a matter Mm -hmm. of fact, we just taken off to the south, headed for the marina, and nothing, you know, and we went through that, I went through that denial Mm -hmm. phase as an instructor, Mm -hmm. and I'm looking over, thinking he did something, and trying to check everything. Things happened so quickly, Uh, the the engine was gone, because all the oil apparently had been uh, uh, draining from the engine, because something had been uh, filtered, breached or something. But anyway, the engine seized, and literally, I just said, here's where we're landing, we can't make the lake, and that's where we wound up in the trees just past the marina. But both wings came off. I remember just hit the sounds and watching just things fly by me. The tail snapped. And I remember making a mayday call to Waco Tower. But, you know, yeah. it was kind of mooch because they could yeah. see this this yeah. uh, trail of smoke behind <laughs> the airplane. Know,
0: nowhere to find you.
1: Yeah. And so sure enough, we were able to get out uh, before this yeah. thing caught on fire. And we were, we were in such a inhospitable uh, you know, area. That uh, had we not been wearing our shoulder harnesses and seat belts like we like we, sh- like yeah. we should, and we'd knocked or had been knocked out somehow, yeah. there was there was no way we would have be been able to yeah. be saved because it was just so hard for the fire department to get to us. By the time they got there, it was just yeah. basically a piece of
0: yeah.
1: uh, burned champlain.
0: Yeah.
1: So that was a very uh, it was a trial by fire because yeah. I was relatively a brand new flight instructor at the time.
0: Being that was your livelihood, was it was it hard to get back get back in the saddle, or did that just well, come you naturally know, for you?
1: You know, if you want something badly enough, nothing will ever get in your way, right? Yeah. I, 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 told myself, okay. Monday morning, go, go up with somebody because you gotta get it back. What are you gonna do if you, if you, if you, don't, yeah. if you don't fly? This is what you're you? to do. Who are you, pilot? And I went back at it, and uh, you know, I've been doing it since.
0: Yeah, that's a great story. Yeah, I guess the training kicked in, and that, and some yep. luck, and away we go.
1: The training kicked in, and that's, yep, that's, that's, that's why, that's why yeah. we teach people to fly. Is uh, when, when, when we teach people how to fly, I beg your pardon. We teach them emergency procedures, like to deal with situations like yeah. that
0: one. I can't believe you've been uh, with NetJets 15 years. Doesn't seem like it's that long. Is yes, f- year 15 now. Yeah,
1: started 15, at, right. uh, Ju- January of '06. Yeah.
0: But that's been an interesting. You've a lot of people, different people, that's, in that.
1: Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I've I've met and flown quite a few celebrities over over the uh, over the over the years. All no
0: transcontinental. I don't know what size jet you fly. Is it all is it all domestic?
1: I've flown different kinds. Just I can do both. I've been mm-hmm. to Europe. Um, of course I've been to Pan- the further south I've gone is Panama mm-hmm. but uh, the one I'm flying now it's just mostly the Virgin Islands mm-hmm. Mexico Canada and the US uh, that's that's the kind of range it has but I've had a chance to travel internationally beyond that
0: yeah I would assume due to the nature of that type of flight that you deal with a lot of uh, like you say celebrities high net worth individuals mm-hmm. successful people mm-hmm. most most uh, as a rule general rule, most people friendly i mean yeah it's a good it's a good experience as far as there's always two pilots i assume
1: mm-hmm. uh, and uh, sometimes captain. a flight attendant depending on the size oh, of the really? airplane yeah. yeah yeah
0: and um so that's a, that's usually a fun process as far as it
1: is you know you get to um you, there's a, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> there are a lot of high net worth individuals out there yeah. and uh, it just just watching the, the watching them do their thing is it's kind of fascinating and sometimes educational yeah uh, but in, in all cases at least uh, in my experience they're usually very professional um, yeah. with us. They respect what we do, and they respect uh, they trust us as as a, you know people that are going to get them safely from A to B.
0: Yeah, do um, is there is it a small enough um, community of those pilots that you cross paths, or is it just someone? Do you, do you end up flying with people you know quite a bit, or is it always different? You know, um, I don't know how many there are. You know, there are
1: three three thousand pilots, and depending on the fleet. And where 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 people live geographically, that can happen. That you fly yeah. with uh, somebody. will yeah, you, you fly flights. the same
0: model plane all the time? Until you so, so fly, so you don't have uh, to yeah,
1: until you train in another one. In, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I'm in my fifth different type of jet and jets yeah. that I've been trained in. So I'll fly this particular one for at least three years, and then I can opt to go yeah. to another one.
0: Yeah. So you're not yeah. bouncing around between different planes every trip. You're in the same.
1: No, in terms of just safety and proficiency, yeah. uh that's the practice me, that we, okay. we exercise, yeah.
0: Yeah, You uh, talked before when we visited about uh, your entree into real estate. Mm-hmm. How, did that, how did that come about?
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> what are you laughing for? You're an entrepreneur, man, businessman. Uh, how did your interest in real estate come about? Obviously, flight is what it is. That's why you, you know, yeah. you're m- living. But
1: I said the first person, I'll mention his name, and I don't think you'll mind. I will remember he yeah. told me when, when I was my student. He says, Felix, um, you need to buy yourself a duplex. Yeah. Living one half and ran the other half.
0: Yeah, and, good, and f- good financial advice. Just went
1: right my What? Head. I didn't listen. Yeah. Uh, and I, had I listened back then, I would have been more successful. <laughs> then I met another guy who who I met t- when I was again a flight instructor, at mm-hmm. McGregor, um, uh, Gordon Robinson. Yeah. Same thing, Felix, you need to go to the courthouse steps.
0: I don't know if you know, he knows a little bit about real estate. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he does. Yes, he does.
1: <laughs> go to the courthouse. And I go, Gordon, what are you talking about, man? I don't know anything about real estate. He yeah. goes, you go learn. Yeah. And so I did. For six, six months or so, I'd go there and, and watch this thing go on. Learned, yeah. look up terms, learned how to research properties and tax liens and all those yeah. things. And I finally, finally went for it. Yeah. And I bought my first property at the courthouse steps.
0: So that and that's you, how it began. So, when you're you're on flight, doing your thing, and then you have a lot of downtime here, and that it's kind of a second second job here. Work on your second job, investments.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, um, and of course, great working with you guys that yeah. helped me make all this possible. I yeah, understand. sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the one of my other, one of my other passions is working with students because I know what that journey is like. Yeah. In fact, this morning I was out at TSTC yeah. speaking to a commercial. Uh, uh, ground school class about what I, how I got to where I am and yeah. trying to remind them that hey challenges will come yeah but you know determination will always get you there no matter what so uh, doing that kind of stuff and working with students and uh, training them evaluating them that's another one of my uh, vocations and passions that I take up a lot of my time when I'm home
0: yeah what what do you think are the what do you think of the best traits best qualities to be a commercial pilot? What kind of personality? So I've, I've got in my mind uh, the kind of people I like, would like to fly with and some uh-huh. that are great people that I wouldn't like to fly with. Uh-huh. But when you think about that, if someone was talking to you about maybe pursuing that career, what personality traits do you think they really have to have to crawl in that cockpit and do what they do and put people's lives in their hands and all of that?
1: It takes, uh, ice cold uh, blood in your veins. I don't, really? <laughs> uh, hold on, let me, let, me, let me rethink that one. <laughs> uh, I no, that's say, great. I like honesty. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh,
0: obviously, attention, uh, attention to detail.
1: Attention, attention, attention to detail. Uh, being very meticulous, being a perfectionist, and uh, this is, people always call me out on this, you have to want to be in control because if you cannot control, if you don't have that mentality to control the environment, you will not be able to detect change when it happens. And Say that, that
0: again. You have to want to be control. What? You
1: have to. We have to want to be in control.
0: Oh, in the control. Yes.
1: Because yes. if you're not in control of an environment, it is harder for you to detect that something within that environment is changing. Yeah. And that may affect safety.
0: Yeah.
1: Being in control, but also being able to work with other people, because most employers, like like netjets, you work as a crew. You're not mm. a one man show. Yeah. Somebody has to be in charge, but it's a team. It's always a team effort. Mm. Yeah. So being able to listen. Being able to be patient and, and and gather as much information as you can before you make any decision, I think that's that's a trait. And 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 being willing to uh, to uh, learn from others and uh, accept uh, the fact that uh, you're not always right.
0: I always look for humility in a pilot, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like they have to have a amount of humility about them to be disciplined enough to go through the checklist. It would seem like if I were doing it, the more experience I get, the more like I'd be to cut corners. Yeah. And I've flown just enough to know that there's always this checklist or checklist mentality you have to go through. And you have to do it every time. In fact, I've done it for 15 years. It doesn't matter. This is a new time. And it seems like it takes a certain amount of humility for people to recognize that a yes. discipline combination of humility or something.
1: Discipline combination of and, discipline and uh, humility, as you say, but training. We, yeah. every six months, really, we go, to, we go for training. And, and it's, uh, you could lose your job, potentially, depending on how, how yeah. poorly you perform. So they drill that discipline within us and we are, we're very procedural. Yeah. So it becomes almost natural to want to use the checklist because that's all you know what to do. Yeah.
0: yeah. Lastly, you touched on just a bit, uh, why stay in Waco? Mm-hmm. Why, why, what made Waco the place that you want to be when you can be anywhere? Those relationships you formed?
1: The relationships that I formed, the people that I'm around. Um, I mean, from a practical matter, Cost of living.
0: Yeah, it's been a great real estate market too. <laughs> the
1: real estate market is yeah. great.
0: Yeah. yeah, real estate market really good. What Accessibility. I, mean, I
1: tell yeah. people I, I can do four or five things in an hour that you couldn't be able to do in Dallas. But I think more importantly, um, I belong. Yeah. I spend most of my life here now. Yeah, it's home. Yeah, I'll be forty-five in April, and um, twenty-five of those have been right here.
0: Except for about two months out of year, it's pretty nice. Pretty nice climate. Yes. Today's a little chilly, but yeah. for uh, late January, it's not bad. Yeah.
1: Well, Good place yeah, to I'm be. Well, dressed like this, that's not bad at all. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I think you're you're a great uh, example of uh, people coming to Baylor and staying. You know, there's a lot of activity talked uh, a lot of emphasis put on how do we keep people when they come here and stay. And yeah. you're you're a shining example of that. Yeah. And uh, it's uh really glad to know you. I'm glad you shared your story with us. Uh, hope people hope people appreciate that.
1: Thank you for inviting me to to uh to this uh, conversation yeah. and uh, hopefully um. Uh, I answered all your questions.
0: Yeah, that's been fun. Yeah. Thanks a lot, man.
1: Thanks, lot. Okay, we'll awesome. see you. Thanks, guys.